Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. And welcome, folks, to another edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown. Focus on the defense with the man himself, my guy, Vance Bedford. He used to do Sweet Baby Rays. That's out. That's out. Sweet Baby Rays. Hey, you know what? Sweet Baby Rays, man, should have come with the endorsement. Then you still be eating Sweet Baby Rays, right? That's about right. I moved on to a different plan. Since they ain't supporters, I'm going with Aaron Franklin's barbecue sauce. He has some of the best barbecue in Central Texas. Yeah, folks, uh, you know how we get down here on the breakdowns. We give it to you, uh, the real, the uncut, the positive, what they need to work on. I, I coined a new a new uh, segment with Vance called Straight No Chasers. Give me the Straight No Chaser on the defense, right? We, so we get into all of that. Before we get started, though, in breaking down the 35-7 to 7 effort that the defense contributed to, want to remind those of you who watch the film studies, those are going up on Wednesday, by the way, that we don't make any money on the film studies because we don't own the footage. Because we don't own the footage, we don't monetize it in any way. We started a PayPal campaign. It's to support the film study fund. So we stay on the right side of people who control those copyrights because they come looking, just so you know. I know from personal experience. So we stay away from that, but we want to keep the film studies going. So this is how we're doing it. You can check out the, in the comment section and the description, the PayPal link. You want to show love to the film study, be sure to do that. But Vance, first of all, it was a good weekend for you. You saw Michigan win and you saw Texas win. Oh, my goodness. I had a good day. I started off with primetime Deion Sanders. He's shocking the world right now. I love it. I love it. Then next thing I saw, I mean, Michigan, I my score was wrong, Sam. I said he was going to hold him to two points and score 49, so I missed that. Then I see my Longhorns go down to Tuscaloosa and beat the Alabama team. Now, it's Alabama, but it's not the Alabama for the previous 10 years. Quarterback play is not the same. They don't have four first-round picks of wide receivers. So don't be surprised you see Bama lose about two games this year. This, this is our year, Sam. This is Michigan's year. Yeah, you know, I thought about you, Vance, because I, I wound up picking Bama in that game. And the reason why I picked Bama in the game was because of – the defensive line. I didn't think that they would be able to go down, Texas defensive line, be able to go down and impose their will the way that they did. Because I was thinking, you know, Vance, that they're good, but, you know, are they as good as Michigan? Well, I should have I should have delved deeper into that comment. Because if you say they aren't as good as Michigan's defensive line, that don't mean that they aren't outstanding. That just means Michigan's defensive line is really, really, really good because Texas, they – they wreaked some havoc on that Alabama offensive line. It ain't the same Bama O-line that we've seen under Nick Saban in years past. The Texas up front is big now. Uh, the one kid named Sweat, he's 360, 370. The next guy is about 325. You can't move them out the way. I mean, they're low. And so they held the inside out. And they got two young guys on the outside that's pretty good athletes and gave them a good pass rush. I mean, so they did their own. But, again, the quarterback play from Alabama, it's not the same as it's been in the past 10 years. If you could throw the football, who knows? The game might have been different, but it is what it is. 
Right. I mean, the kid, he throws like me sometimes. That's why I'm on the sideline watching. Right. So, so let's get into this Michigan game. 35 to 7, they beat UNLV. They do some different things and line up the backs next to each other. They, but they give you some tip offs based on alignment, like, like any team does, man. So I want you to kind of give me your, your broad brush, your, your progress report. And as you look back at Michigan's game, how would you say the defense performed in that contest? Yeah, to defense, in my opinion, except for one or two plays, I don't give them an A-minus in this ball game. We're a better football team. That's number one. And we showed that. So this team came out, tried to give us some up-tempo. They gave us different kinds of uh, unbalanced formations, different kind of quads formations and things to the boundary, things that have affected us last year. You're seeing things starting to show up again this year. The difference is, Sam, the linebacker play. The linebackers, they're getting lined up faster. They're getting the checks in. They're doing a better job making adjustments. We're a veteran football team, and I think it's showing right now. So people will eventually get away from all of that when they say we know how to get lined up. We had about two or three minor issues in this ball game, but because we're a better football team and we do a great job pursuing to the football and getting off of blocks, there's minimal plays. But if, if this would have been Ohio State or Penn State now, it could have been different. Mm-hmm. They have some different animals out there catching those hitches and those screens, that type of thing. So early on in the year, we learned how to play. We lost some good players last year. So some young guys and a lot of playing time. And I tell you what, depth-wise, I'm excited right now. This yeah. Again, this is our year defensively. Another great yeah, game. Vance, uh, when you said – when you heaped praise upon Michigan's defensive line last week, I was a bit taken aback by, you know, not just you said they were good. I mean, that you – you made it sound like they're one of the best in the country good. I think Texas- they are, Sam. I, I mean, I, right now, I just think our defensive line, we have depth, we have some young guys, we have pass rushes on the edge. It's all starting to come together. Our linebacker play, we got veteran linebackers. I mean, you have really a veteran secondary. I mean, we lost some good guys. But overall, little Mike, I think, was a leader last year. He's really just taking over right now. You can see him trying to get guys lined up. Our linebackers know how to get lined up. Last year, we had concerns about can they get lined up? Can they make checks? But right now, all those things are kind of going out the window. We've taken a major, major step. And I think we're better athletically up front than what we were a year ago. I really do. Right. So I, I you can see that. You can feel that with the, with the, you know, Big Mike was a really good athlete. Feels like they got some quicker guys uh, out there this year. Uh, you know, feel like you got some, you know, more depth on the edge based on the experience that some of those guys got last year, and then you got transfer in. I mean, it just feels like that's coming together. But the biggest difference to me, and we touched on this last week, but we felt them even more this week. Vance, the the interior guys. Think about this. Big Mozzie was the number 26 pick in the draft. Yeah. All right? He's first-round draft pick. Cowboys just went out and beat the brakes off the Giants. All right? Uh, I mean, this – and they said, let's get a, give us Big Mozzie. It's going to make us better. Can you look at this defensive line with a year older Chris Jenkins, a year older Mason Graham, and then big number 78, Kenneth Grant? Vance, even losing the first-round draft pick on the inside, it feels like they could be better on the interior. I think they are better. When I look at the depth, the guys we're playing, they're all experienced. I mean, young Graham last year was a freshman, so he's older now, which means he's probably going to be stronger. Okay, and other guys who are stepping up right now, we're more athletic. Big Mozzie was a big physical guy, could hold a point. You have guys in there right now that they run better than Mozzie. So 
we're going to be doing more things with our front as far as stunning and twisting because I think we're more athletic the way it looks like on video right now. So, like I said, I have big, big props for those guys. How many teams right now in the Big Big Ten going to line up in 12 personnel and pounds? Nobody does that anymore. I mean, so you don't need a 350-pound guy to hold a point because you're getting double teamed. Everybody running inside zone, outside zone, or as you call they call it, duo, it's still a zone play. Because as soon as the back is shoved, the doubles come off on duo. I mean, so when you look at that, it's man on man. If you can move guys like we're doing right now, it's going to cause havoc down the line. But the key point is you must execute the stunts. You must get in your gaps. And a couple of times in this ball game, that didn't happen, but it didn't hurt us. Yeah, so we've talked in the past about Chris Jenkins, uh, regarded by many of the first-round draft pick. You were shouting out number 55, Mason Graham, all last year from the beginning of the year to the end. You know, that dude came in ready, playing like a playing like a guy who wasn't a rookie. We didn't talk about number 78 very much last year because we didn't see him as much. But you saw him flash a little bit during the season. You could tell uh, he was a guy with some with some talent, but he lost some weight. And Vance, I, I mean, we haven't focused on him specifically. I want to do that right now. Give me your breakdown of big number 78, Kenneth Grant. Athletic, big, strong, quick. He's the guy right now, if he continues to do what he's doing, he's the first second-round pick, potentially. Potentially now. He's not there right now. He has some things he has to work on. And I think he can be a better player than what they've had in quite some time on his side from the University of Michigan. We always talk about the secondary linebacker speed. This guy has a size. He has a strength. I mean, if he can give you the same effort as Aiden Hutchinson did from the inside, he'd be first-round pick. Yeah, he the way he moves, he is a he is a guy who you could put in there on pass down. And then when you you'll see in a film study, man, you know, a guy that big, you running these twists and stunts. You might have a little bit of because can, can can he get around there? Can, this dude can get around there, Vance. He can get around there. He can, and I think and Graham, I think, has more athletic ability, quickness wise, than Mazda did last year. So you can see how he gets around sometimes. He has to understand though, in pass, I gotta make sure I'm running stunts. I gotta keep ripping for contain. Because mm-hmm. Penn State quarterback will come out the back end and be running for about 50 yards. Just a little execution thing. But again, I'm going back athletically. We're a better football team than what we were a year ago. All right. We're gonna get to the questions for Vance here coming up. If you have questions for Vance, drop them in the comments, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook. Go ahead and put the questions in there. We'll get to questions for Vance coming up, but it's time for a straight no chaser segment. This is the part where I ask you, Vance, all right, you watched the film. You broke them down. Point out to me based on this game. All right, we fellas, you in the meeting with them right now. We got to improve this or these things, but what would you be focusing on most right now saying we got to fix this, guys, because if we don't, it's going to come back to bite us down the line. We got to make sure we get our checks in faster. Calls from the sideline. And again, as you said earlier, can we count to three? You can play for me. This team gave us five. So, again, if you start counting, you know how to get a line. You also know where the plays are. The next thing is, I'm in a meeting. I'm, I'm in a back meeting right now. I'm going to say back in front of the quarterback, even with the quarterback or behind the quarterback. If he's in front of the quarterback, alert for possible stretch. If he's behind the quarterback, you're not getting stretched. Don't have to worry about that. The play stay in front side. 
You're going to see an option. You're going to see a dive. or going to be surpassed. So, again, for the linebackers, those are some things I got to recognize. Now I can tell my D-line what's happening to them. The next thing is when we run our twists, it's very important that we execute when we recognize pass or run. If I'm getting run blocking, it's one thing. If it's pass blocking, I got to make sure I get outside for contain. A couple of times we had check lightning. Half the guys got it, half of them didn't. So that's a communication problem. We'll get that cleaned up too. But for the most part, Sam, I saw a lot of good things. I saw our alignment better. I saw guys talking to each other better. And we still have some guys that's not playing a lot of ball. that started for us last year. They coming back. Now, they're going to be a little rusty, though. That's my concern. I think we have Bowling Green coming up. Bowling Green, you know, Scott Leffler, former Michigan man, offensive coordinator, quarterback. He's going to chunk the ball over the football field. I can tell you that right now. That's what Scott's going to do. And if he's smart, I think he's going to be motioning. He's going to do some FSL, formation to the sideline. But he's just going to line up and say, hey, I'm going to throw it 50 times a game. This is going to be 56 to three. I mean, they're going to go through three quarterbacks. But again, I like the direction the entire defense is going right now. Athletically, I think we're better. Uh, we're better as far as making checks because the linebackers plays better. Front. We big, we strong, we fast, we athletic. Right now, I have nothing but good say, good things to say about these guys. That's all. I, that's all you can see right now. So, Vance, when if if there's an issue with checks getting in, what what's normally what is that normally rooted in? Guys not paying attention. Uh, you know the signals. That, when you it, have problems, with that, what was that? It's the signals. Get them in a little bit faster. Guys making adjustments. At the same time, what you get, for example, let's say it's third down and seven, you have a sub package in. What I saw in this ball game, they went fast the next play. We didn't get the people in and out. We didn't make the right checks, and they hit us with a play. The tempo of it, same thing. Everybody goes to the same problem. So anytime you have a sub package in and they get a first down, you got to have a base call for those guys to be able to line up and play. We're going to see that doing. When you get to Big Ten play, you will see that. People are going to take advantage of your sub package because we do. We, have, we change a bunch of people on third down the line. You convert a first down, I'm going to be right back on the ball offensively. I'm not going to let you get them guys out of the game because now it's an advantage to me. The next thing is FSL. We've seen in two ball games a bunch of formation to the sideline. For the most part, we've done a decent job. But also, we're a better football team. We're able to get off of blocks and make plays. Again, if everything's being equal. We could have some issues out there. So we got to be careful about that. But right now, I'm excited. I'm excited about the checks we're making, getting the line properly. The back of the alignments are so much better than last year. The run fits are better than last year. So, so far, like the man says, so far, so good, Sam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and get to the questions from the people. Uh, Michael Terry said, what's up? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Glad you could join us on the on the show this week. First one comes from Ryan Perini. He said, hey, Vince, anybody killing grass out there? Hey, hey, look, look here. You, you know my old thing, man. <laughs> I used to sing that song for him in there. Hey, man, just standing around, killing grass. So far, Ryan, they get into the ball. They, they all finding work. I mean, like I said, tell the guys, hey, why are you out here killing grass? We're playing with 10 people. So that's what Ryan talking about right there. <laughs> so now, hey, Mike, they, hey, they throwing fertilizer down and get going every time, baby. All right, let's go to this question from John Walls. John says, are they not switching sides as much on the outside of the line? Or are they moving better? Two years ago, it looked like Aiden and them were moving around when the ball was snapped, you know, kind of trying to confuse the linemen. But do you see any of that, Vance? We see some stemming early on in the game. But what you see is more moving with the linebackers because they're veteran, in and out. Like we get a sack on a uh, – overwheel one dog. One backer walked up, a slated protection to him. He came out, and the other backer blitzed, and we got a sack off of it. So you're seeing more things with linebackers with their movement. You're seeing more things with the secondary right now. But, again, the biggest thing, I, I go back to Aiden when they were there. I think that they were good, but they didn't know how good they were at the time. So, therefore, you had more movement up front. Right now, I think that the, the defensive staff thinks that they're really talented, so, therefore, we can get lined up and play. Our linebackers and secondary are give the disguise that we need so we can get more one-on-ones. You know what I noticed uh, defensively as much as I have offensively? They're doing just a few things. Just if you like offensively, they clearly are holding a lot back. Hitting the, like the same few plays, you know, emphasizing the same few plays and, and sprinkling in a few different things. Seemed like that on defense, man. I don't know how many times you, you, you called out uh, we're going to go over lightning. Yeah, that, that one of your favorite or their favorite causes seem to be. I think it must be four or five lightning causes we break down in this game. They don't seem like they're throwing the whole kitchen sink out here early in the season. Well, you don't have to, but, but right now the teams they're playing, we're seeing two back set. So you're seeing basically a two back set adjustment coverage wise of what you're doing. But again, their biggest packages a year ago is second along and third along, especially third along. But in the first two ball games, people getting in third and long, they're in a two-back set for protection. So you don't need as much. You can double the wide outs with combination coverage and just twist the front, send one backer, or run lightning and get home. And that's all you're seeing right now. But as we get into better competition, I think that you will see more things scheme-wise to affect what people are doing. Gotcha. If you have questions for Vance, drop them in the comment section, YouTube, Facebook, I'll get to them. Uh, so Mr. Jones has a question. Vance, how hard is it going to be for the starters that haven't been playing to get in the rhythm with the rest of the defense? So Will Johnson, he got, I think he got about 10 snaps in there uh, in the last game when Josh Wallace went out, played, got a cup of coffee. I expect him to play more this week, Vance, but uh, Rob Moore hasn't played yet. Makari Page played in game one, but didn't play in game two. For the guys who, who have missed time so far, how hard will getting the rhythm be for them? You know, the coach is always concerned about that rush. You can be out, you can practice all the time. The tempo in the game is totally different from practice. I mean, the tackling, you're hitting, everything, the ball now is live. So you could see a little rush. I mean, you can see them being a step slow or a step late because they're not diagnosing players 
plays as fast as they normally would have. So hopefully for the Bowling Green game, all those guys are playing quite a bit to get that rushed off. But what you're doing right now, though, is building depth for the long haul with the other young guys that are playing. So it's going to benefit us long-term-wise. Short-term-wise, we can see some rust, you know, from those guys in the Bowling Green game and the game after that. Right. It's only two games, uh, Vance, but Zulu King wants to know, is it a big improvement from last year that we can get a pass rush other than Blitz and Lot? Meaning, you know, they, they're getting a rush with, with four. It feels like they're doing that more in this in this young, even though it's just, look, they didn't get any sacks in, in week one, but they got pressure. Yeah, it feels like they're they can get more pressure without blitzing. At least that's how it seems to us. How does it seem to you? I totally agree. Last year, our biggest concern with, with Hayden and all and Jabo who left, like who can get a rush? And Big Mike became that guy. But individually, just watching guys play, we were concerned about can a guy win one on one besides Big Mike. So we saw more blitzing, more twisting, trying to get guys loose. This year, again, I'm going back to our front. In my opinion, it's more athletic. You have some guys come with one-on-one. You can twist two guys inside, and they come scot-free because they can run. So overall, I think we're going to get better pressure from my down four guys this year compared to last year. I really do. All right. Vance, I keep qualifying. Only been a couple of games. Travis, Travis Foster wants to know, what's your assessment of the defensive backs through two games? Haven't heard as much about them, and that's even missing Will. For you know, most of two games, Rod for all the two games, and Makari, Makari Page for one of the games. They played former walk-on Keyshawn Harris at one corner, one of the fastest guys on the team. Josh Wallace, the guy that transferred from UMass on on the other corner. I mean, we've seen Quentin Johnson in there at safety. Vance, they they've seemed like they've held up pretty well. But you give you the expert, give me your take. They have. They've done a great job. So you hadn't heard much about a secondary because either the quarterback running for his life. Or it's an incomplete pass because the defensive backs are playing so well. So it's a combination of both. The secondary has played really well so far. But, again, we've been so much better than our opponents. Our opponents have come in there. They've been afraid. They're in max protect. Uh, they're trying to run the clock out. They're doing different things. Think about East Carolina. They weren't very good, I'll be honest with you. That's why you saw max protect trying to do two-man routes, three-man routes. And we still did a great job covering those guys. How many big plays have you seen in the passing game? You really haven't. That means that they are doing a great job executing the back end and making plays when the ball's in the air. So you hadn't heard about the secondary. You know why? They've been like a blanket. They don't set them down. So we're in great shape right now. So in this next game, Scott left for Bowling Green. They're going to throw the ball more. They're going to try to test the secondary a little bit more than what we've seen in the first two ball games. Scott's going to try to open it up and spread them out and see how many big guys one-on-one. That means you should have five or six sacks. The D-line should be having a party right now. All right. All right, Vance, here's one. This is an interesting one. Good question from Andrew Bailey. He wants to know, trying to think from an opposition's perspective, Vance, how would you attack Michigan's offense? Former D.C., how would you do it? What you're saying right now, two-back set has given us some problems as far as coverage-wise. FSL still could be a concern. That's how I would attack. I'll be motion, two-back set, FSL. And every time I get a big play, five or six yards, I'm going back on the ball. I'm going fast to see how I can simplify you from your calls from the sideline and can you get a line. So the same thing I talked about last year, <clears throat> I see the same things this year. I'm going to go FSL. I'm going motion. I'm going to give you quads. You see them balance. 
and it's given us some small issues because we've been better overall. We've been able to overcome it. So as the talent level gets better from the teams we're playing, some of those things could be a concern if we don't get them cleaned up now. So we have Bowling Green to get cleaned up, take care of that, and I think we'd be ready to play once we get into conference play. All right, so that's a, that was uh, how you attack Michigan's defense. How, yeah. as a defensive coordinator, would you attack J.J. and Michigan's offense? Oh, okay. I'm blitzing J.J. Like you see lightning, you're going to see lightning. And last year, he's make this call rock three. I'm moving the front, bringing a guy off the edge, playing three zone. I'm giving him different looks. First thing I'm going to do, I am not letting him scramble outside. If he's going to scramble, he's going to step up inside. And if he does that, I'm going to have a twist on inside like Michigan does to eat up gaps inside. So I'm going to contain him right now. But the biggest thing, disguise and pressure. And a lot of people have been afraid to pressure Michigan because of he can, he can escape and they're worried about the one-on-ones outside. To me, anytime I thought I was an inferior team, I brought the heat. My thing is, can I hit the quarterback? Get in his mind. I, I told the story before last year. I met Louisville. We playing West Virginia. They going up and down the field uh, with Geno Smith, and they got Tavon Austin was the first round pick. Man, I must have blitzed the first ten snaps. I blitzed them. They hit a, hit a couple of plays. I still blitzed them. Why? That quarterback, I wanted to get in his head. So all of a sudden, they went from a passing team to a running team. So if I'm playing Michigan. I'm coming off the bus. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing things off the bus right now. I'm throwing helmets off the bus, throwing the luggage. That's how we're coming right now. I'm throwing luggage. You don't, don't pick it up. We're throwing it off the bus. We're walking in the stadium. We're we kicking and throwing right now. So I'm bringing the heat. I'm going to see can the offensive line protect. And when they're trying to run the football because I got movement, if they misread it, I'm going to hit you in the backfield. If I can get you second down and eight or nine, by game plan, I know what you're doing. If you want to throw the football on second, eight, nine, I'm bringing heat again. Then I'm going to drop eight and spy the quarterback. So when he scrambles, I'm going to blow him up too. You know, uh, we talked about this with, with TCU, and, and Al's been all over. He said, man, you know, these teams, their plan, they're going to try to take one thing away. Because Michigan, I mean, they so diverse with their rushing attack. They're going to try to blow up all these these uh you know these these seam, blow up all these inside uh seams blow up their inside gaps you know slant the front bring you know maybe bring your nickel off the edge and live with the consequences if michigan decide if they can get outside right but we know they're gonna try to run inside we're gonna try to we're gonna try to disrupt the flow before they can get to these doubles you say duo ain't nothing but zone once you get right so if we can blow up these if we can blow up these doubles and make sure they never get to them in the first place we got a shot. We got a chance to slow Michigan down. That seems like the strategy that we've seen seen develop here over the last couple of games, fans, from TCU, ECU, and UNLV. But that, that's how you do it. You, you try to make them run east and west. And you go back to TCU. We talked about that. What did I say going in that game? and say, you're not running. Duo, you're not running in an A or B gap. You they hit one play early, and all of a sudden they kept trying to do it, and they kept getting stuck. Because I tips, you're not running right there. And look what Georgia did to them. They went where? They attacked C-gap, went up and down the field. It was like stealing. I mean, so understand the strength of somebody's defense and how to attack them and you can't be stuck. So, therefore, what you see Michigan doing on defense, I'm attacking uh, Michigan offense the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm running I'm running light and I'm running some twists inside to take away your duo, to take the double team off my down guys. 
I'm bringing guys off the edge, trying to make the quarterback. I want to get in his face right now. Don't give him an escape lane. If he wants to escape, he's going to escape to the short side of the field. Now, if I if he struggles sometimes throwing the ball, going to his left, and I'm pushing to his left regardless of where it goes. Because now I'm going to see what we can do. I go back. I'm at Michigan. We're playing Florida in the bowl game with Tim Tebow. You know, we said in that ball game, it's two things. Don't let Tim Tebow step up. And don't let him ever escape to his left, his throwing hand. He struggled going to his right, throwing the football. I would do Sam the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to push Sam to his left and see can square his shoulder up to throw the ball down the football field. Because what you do is you limit the amount of receivers now he can throw it to because you're cutting the field. But I'm going to pressure him. I'm not sitting back and waiting. Well, they better than us. Okay, they might be better than us. I'm going to find out because I'm going to blitz you every which way but loose. So two weeks into the season, it's two and a lot of season left. But Zulu King wants to know, Vance, can you call it? Are we beating Ohio State and Michigan Michigan State again this year, Vance? Hey, right now, Ohio State trying to see how tough they are. They're in two back set. They're trying to be physical right now, trying not to be a finesse team and win pretty. So they don't know who their identity is as of yet. You know, it's sorry to hear about what's going on in Michigan State right now with Coach Tucker. I hope that gets worked out for he and his family. But right now, talent-wise, they don't match up with us. You go back to two years ago, they had the Walker kid playing running back. He made the offensive line better than what they were. He gets drafted in the NFL. He made that offensive line better than what they were. So, again, you had a great player. And once he left, that great player, they're not the same. Right now, Michigan State, in my opinion, if we don't beat ourselves, we beat them by three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Ohio State trying to figure out, can my quarterback, can I get it to my receivers? They have some receivers. They just don't know if the quarterback can make it happen. And I'm going to still go back to this. If they can't run the football in Columbus, they can't beat us. I'm sorry. They've proven that. You have to be able to run the ball at Michigan so they can't sit back and rush your quarterback and blitz you all the time. Mm-hmm. So he, here's a – here's a it's a coaching question and it's a psychology question. All in one, bands. You know, I've I've heard Al say a ton of times. He says, you know, in order to be good running the football, you got to be stubborn. You got to work it. You got to work it, even when, when people think you're nuts, when they criticize you, when they say you're full of, what are you doing? You don't know what you do. You got to work it anyway. And so, watching Michigan right now, you know, JJ can, he can throw that rock right. He can. They could. They could throw. They could call thirty play action passes. He probably hit them all. But they're going to run that rock. Maybe they can't run it inside, but we're going to work this perimeter run game. That's what Sherrod is at, work a perimeter run game, right? Because they are going to run the football. Loaded boxes, they're going to run the football. Maybe not all the time, but they're going to run it, and they're going to stick with it. Can Ryan Day stick with it? Long, no. enough to, long enough to get good at advance, it just does not seem like that's who he is. When I think about Ryan Day, I, I think about a guy going out. He got a $1,000 three-piece suit. Alligator shoes. If it's raining outside, my alligator shoes, that $1,000 three-piece suit, I'm not getting that wet. And that's Ryan Day. See, you're running in football, you got to get wet. When I, I looked at the game last year. That first quarter, I'm like, he's been talking to Urban Meyer. I'm saying, yeah. I'm in power. I'm like, oh, my yeah. goodness. And then they got away from it. They went right back to wanting to win pretty and put his quarterback in the Heisman race. I'm like, yes, you're playing right into our hands. But when he's running that football, I'm like, oh, Lord, Urban been up there talking to these guys again. 
but he just couldn't stay with it. And so that's why his first couple of ball games, he's trying to run the football. He's trying to say, we're going to out-muscle and be physical. That really isn't who he is. And so as the season goes on and we watch Ohio State and how they progress, I'll give my opinion on them in about three or four ball games, what they are. Yeah, I mean, they, they, here's the thing, though. They need it. They need it now. This is this is not the same quarterback that they've had. You know, they've had an impressive run. I give them a whole lot of credit. You know, you you look at the the guys they've had. You know, JT Barrett, and uh, yeah, I say that because of, of what he did to Michigan. But Troy Smith, JT Barrett, uh, Braxton Miller. I mean, you you go down the line. Cardell Jones, and then the last guys, Dwayne Haskins and uh, Justin Fields, CJ Stroud. I mean, they have had some difference making dudes up there, and it just feels like now. Not the same, fans. Not the same. It is. They, that's why they're trying to run the football. I think that they know they don't have the quarterback that they've had. He's he a good player, but he's not what they've had in the past. I mean, so again, and, and three more ball games, you'll get a good feel for what Ohio State is all about. Can he get the football to Marvin Harrison the third? Because I hear that he's supposed to be the best player in college football playing wide receiver right now. So I heard he's a little bit frustrated because the quarterback can't get the ball to him. And he got it to him the last game. First game, he only got got him a, two receptions. Last game, they threw it to him. I think he got seven or eight balls for over 150 yards. But I mean, you watched it. You watched the game. And man, he's catching balls with two and three guys around him, which makes you wonder why didn't they just do that in the first first game? Because the quarterback needed somebody he could just throw it up to. I think that's going to be their offense in the big games anyway. That's why if I'm playing Ohio State. I'm going to have a guy walk up and be in his face the whole ball game. The whole ball game. I mean, well, I don't care what the coverage is. I got a guy in his face. I go back to, I'm in, in Chicago. We're playing the Minnesota Vikings with, with uh, Randy Moss and Chris Carter and all those guys. We walked up on Randy Moss every single snap. I said, the biggest thing is don't let him go vertical. As long as he went left or right with lateral, he couldn't go vertical. Because when he went vertical and put that hand up, you just start crying. I could do it. You just drop your head and start sick. That's touchdown. <laughs> so with Marvin Harrison III, I'm walking up a guy on him. You're not going vertical on me. I'm going to make you work to get off the line of scrimmage. I don't take a – the quarterback going to see a guy up on him. There's going to always be a guy from over the top somewhere. It may not look like it, but it's going to be a guy over the top. I'm going to make him throw into double coverage where I'm rolling to him, playing one double or one combo. Marvin Harrison's not going to beat me by going vertical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that, Vance. Let's get a, a few more questions in here for Vance Bedford. Uh, uh, this I know the answer to this question. Vance, would you like to coach these dudes, these Michigan guys? That one from R2? No, nah, but I'm through with coach. I don't want to coach nobody. <laughs> I'm done. If, they, if, if, they, if something happened, let, let's say I, it wouldn't happen like this at Michigan, but your, your head coach, you know, get, get caught doing some things he shouldn't be doing like up at Eastlands and they call just advance. We just want to, we want to write you a couple checks for the rest of the season, just for the rest of the season. You wouldn't on the interim basis, Mark D'Antonio doing it. But he's already there. If I got a plan <laughs> and find me a place to live, rent me a car. Now nah, I'm good. I'm good. Right where I am right now. I had a good friend of mine. He's a defensive coordinator with Seattle. He offered me a job twice this year. Vance. You don't have to come and stay. He said, come up for two weeks. Okay, during spring practice and two-day camp, you can work from home. We'll fly into every game. And that sounded great except for the flying part because I don't like flying. <laughs> if he'd have been in Denver, 
where I could drive an hour and a half, I'd have been there right now. So now, nah, if I got to move and go lease me a car to do something, that's why I'm good in my recliner, sitting back laughing at everybody else. I got no stress. I still got a little hair on my head. I'm good <laughs> to go. I'm not worried about it. All right. This one from Kobe Nichols. He said, Vance finally got home. Keep talking about Twist. Remember last year you were talking about Twist in the front? You've been, been very complimentary of how much they do that. He said, do you think this will continue to work, allowing teams to scout us? We seem to twist a lot. As, as much as they do it, is that going to make teams be prepared for it, Vance? It's a game plan. The thing about this is, is when you twist what we've been doing so far, it slows the offensive line aggressive personality. You start twisting, now they don't know where you are, so they become a little tentative. They don't come and hit you in the mouth right now because they are waiting for that twist. So you got to be real careful. I'll go back to uh, our offense versus uh, Ohio State. Ohio State had a zero blitz on. I think we were running deep duo. They run a twist. We caught the twist of the guy who was coming around second. We pinned him. We hit that crease. We go 70 yards for a touchdown. That's what happens when you twist too much and the offensive line gets ready for it and block it. So we do it just enough to keep you off balance. We disguise people like we ran over wheel one dog. The Mike linebacker walked up first. The center checked the offensive line to that front. Then they switched. The real linebacker came from depth. He came clean. On the pick pattern, they never saw it coming. So the disguise is very important. But you twist just enough to slow the offensive line down so they can't be as aggressive on you. Like our duo. We went kept running duo. Offensive line going, they're not keeping the double on right now. They're waiting for a twist to come. They don't know where it's coming from. So all of a sudden, now my defensive tackle, they can split the double. Here's one from, from Brian Black. He says, Vance, do you see Michigan running different fronts or are they optimized for their base four front? You know what? You've seen some three down and four down. Uh, I don't know the kids, name number five. He's a defensive end. I see him walk out like outside linebacker playing nice three-four defense. You know, so that they do both. You see him three down, you see him four down, based on personnel. When you get into third down, you see a lot of three-down formations because they're doing a lot of different things off of their looks. So they're very versatile on defense, and you're gonna see more three-down on third and long or second and long because that's when he really schemes you up. Yeah, so if I'm playing, if I'm on offense, out. I mean, Sam, when I'm playing our defense. On, on third and long, I'm giving you some different formations. I really am. I'm going to get some unbalanced for, formation for protection and work my passing game off of you. But I'm going to motion to it. I'm going to make you have to rethink and recount what you're doing. Because we saw in this past ball game, I used to say, can you count to three? Can you play for me? Well, they came out in five, which is highly unusual. And we're still trying to count to three. We missed one or two. And it caused some misalignment. So by motion and some different things, I would try to attack us that way. Well, you got to, Brian, look and see what their base, what their best, I should say, rush lineup is. They put Kevin Grant on the nose. They put Mason Graham on one end. They put Chris Jenkins on the other end, and they come with the two edges. That's that. They cut. Block that. Block that. And then they throw some They throw some twist game in there, too. Or block it. We've been in bear zero and two, three techniques. And that gives guys problems. So right now, as soon as you go to bear, mo mostly you go man protection offensive line. I got that cat, that cat, that cat. And now you twist somebody or they bring lightning off of that same look with a twist. It causes a lot of problems. So again, 
we're doing a variety of fronts and a variety of stunts. So they just can't say, well, I know what they're going to do. They're going to scheme us up. We're not making it easy for people right now. They got to really take their time. And offensively, they can't be as aggressive in the run game because we're bringing somebody from somewhere. All right, Vance, here's one from the Marriott. He said, Vance, do you feel this year's team is better suited for a championship run than the previous two teams Michigan has fielded that made it to the playoffs? Overall, because I think the offense is better because the quarterback is better. If you have a trigger man, that takes you to the next step. Uh, two years ago, you had two defensive ends, really two first-round picks. When I look at the guys inside and your linebacker play at that time, I just say they were okay. Mm-hmm. We don't have Aiden Hutchinson. We don't have a, a job, but we got some good guys out there. Overall, up front, I think we're better up front. Now we are in our second year in the same defense with the same guy calling the defense. I think our secondary overall talent-wise and depth-wise is better. So, yeah. This is the year to make a true run for a national championship with this group right here. But again, to be honest, we haven't played anybody. But right, right now, they've done the thing they were supposed to do, and they've done it extremely well. All right, we're going to close out with this one from Michael Terry. And I'm going to expand it a little bit. He says, on top of the teams, uh, of the top teams, excuse me, of the top teams, who would be the biggest threat to Michigan based on what Michigan does well uh, and then what they, as the other team, do well. I'm not, we aren't just talking about Big Ten. We talking about nationally. So you throw Texas in there, you throw Georgia in there, whoever, Vance. Who you think would be the the toughest matchups for for Michigan based on what the respective sides do? USC, that quarterback. Quarterback at USC, different animal. Though. He's athletic. Probably runs four or five, maybe better. And he's accurate with the ball. They got great skill. Now defensively, scoring wise, I think our offense go up and down the football field with the defense. <laughs> but they can score some points at the drop of a hat. And when I talk about Texas, they go with the quarterback. If he plays well, they got a really good football team. If he plays average, they're an average football team. But they have to play well because I think their skill set is not like USC's skill set. And, of course, Georgia's still Georgia. The quarterback, they got to figure out how well he's going to be. But on defense, they're like our defense. They're big, athletic, and fast. Offensively, the offensive line, they're going to knock you off the ball. They just got to see if their quarterback could be as good as the guy they had in the past. What do you think of the Texas quarterback? I mean, let's let's stay with that for a minute. Quinn Ewers, highly rated guy, went to Ohio State, came back home to Texas. Arch Manning shows up in, in Austin. He fins him off and holds on to the job. I mean, is, is Quinn Ewers, is he that guy? How good is he? I, I, I said this about Texas when they played Bama. I said if Quinn plays well, Texas has a good chance of winning the ball game. To me, when I look at Texas right now, they don't run the ball well enough. Remember last year, they, they had a back going to the first round and back in the third round. Yeah, a lot of times, Bijan Robinson, he was making guys miss in the backfield when they ran the football. They didn't do a great job blocking physically up front. They big, but can they run the ball well enough on people to protect the quarterback? Because if you can't run it, they can get after you. And the next thing is, pass protection-wise, you scheme them up, they big, but I think you can pass rush on the outside. The worthy kid, he can fly. He can flat fly. He got some speed outside. Some guys can do some things. But their issue, in my opinion, and people in Texas get mad at me because I be saying this, they keep saying how big they are. I say, yeah, they big and fat. And so people get hot <laughs> because they don't move well. 
Okay, when you say a guy three hundred six or seven pounds, okay, inside you're not gonna move him off the ball. At times, Alabama has some success running the football. The issues of big guys then they are rushing the passes, but they got two young defensive ends that can. So to me, with Quinn, whenever he plays really well, Texas is the top five team. When he doesn't play well, Texas is probably around 20, 23 in the next. So everything goes as Quinn goes. All right. Well, they don't run the ball very well. All right, Vince. Uh, as we get out of here, Michigan Bowling Green, people want you to – I got more than one request for you to give a score, Vance. So what you got? Michigan Bowling right. Green. Well, I was wrong last week. So I, right now because Scott Leffler's there, they might – call the dogs off but I, I think 42 to 7 i take it back 42 to 9 give them three field goals hey so so soup wait soups receivers not gonna score a touchdown 42 to 9 because again scott scott gonna throw the ball 50 times a game so it's, again if, if scott i'm at bowling green they have some good receivers i'm cutting my offense in half i'm looking at what has bothered michigan this year and last year Okay, so I'm going FSL. I'm going motion. I don't go up tempo sometimes. I don't get on a line of scrimmage like I'm going fast. Let the clock run down about three seconds and take some time off the clock. I'm going motion to see can my linebacker, my nickel back count and throw the football or run the football that way. But again, that's not what Scott does. Scott's going to be smart. I got. I'm going to scheme you up by throwing a football this way so our defensive line going to eat. So, no, they can't score a touchdown. The D-line is going to probably have six or seven sacks. They're going to sit back and play like they can match up, and they can't match up. you got to scheme up. When you've got lesser players, you, you mix it up. Yeah, they 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 going to take it. Well, they're going to beat them, but I don't think they're going to beat them. I mean, it's it's, it's lefty and suit. Like, I mean, you know, to a point, right? To a you point. Suit my dog now. We, 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 we close. We we think of Steve. It's like one of my best movies I like is Magnificent Seven. Steve McQueen was talking, so you know, so my man told me a story. He threw me off a, a seven-story building. As he went down, got on the fifth floor, said, how's it going? And the guy says he was going down, said, so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Until you hit the ground, it's so far, so good. So for right now for Bowling Green, so far, so good. I'm going motion. I'm FSL. I'm going up tempo at the right time. I'm trying to find ways to protect my football team and protect my defense. They won last week, but don't think I could come in, show how smart I am, and match up with Michigan. On paper, you can't do it. You got to skim them up to get some points and protect the football team. All right. So you said 42 to 42 to nine. 42. I'll give them three field goals. That might be too many points, but I don't give them 42 to nine. 42 to 9. 42 to 9. Yeah, Vance like 42. Vance like 42. Oh, it's better than 42, right? <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, we love doing these. We love the support that you give us every single week. If you like these videos, be sure to like them. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Be sure to check us out on the MichiganInsider.com. And, of course, if you like the film studies, they go up on Wednesdays. Again, we don't own that footage. I say it all the time, man, because they were really going through the videos last week. So let me just make it clear on every video we do. We don't own that footage, so we don't monetize it at all. But we do appreciate the support that you guys show us by going to the support page, the PayPal support page for the film study. I'll put it in the comments for Vance's film studies. We'll keep it going. We'll keep it growing. And we'll see you next week on the next edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown focused on the defense 
with Vance Bedford. Go Blue and follow me on Twitter. Last week, Sam, I had 50 new Michigan Wolverines following me, man. And I followed them back. I, I followed them back. So follow me right now so I can follow you back so we can get more guys calling in and checking us out. All right. Sound like a plan. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Go Blue. Take care. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.